Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Peace, Love, and Ketchup. I am your host, Philip Crowder, affectionately known as Petal by my grandsons, Antonio and Charlie. I'm going to have to figure out what, what do we call these things? Is it a show? Is it an episode? Is it just another podcast? I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, man, it is hot outside. I got up at 4 a.m. this morning, and it was already 81 degrees out there with a humidity of 83%. Oh, but I tell you what, my tomatoes are going to like it. And those blackberries are going to thrive in this weather. Oh, man, I can't wait. We're going to have blackberries as big as my thumb. Lana's going to be making blackberry jelly, back blackberry, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She's going to be making blackberry jam, blackberry cobbler, frozen blackberries, maybe even some blackberry ice cream. Then she's going to turn her magic over to that canning skills of hers, and she's going to make the hottest and the best salsa there ever is to be put on a tortilla. I mean, that stuff is good. All right, well, what's in the news now? Well, gasoline is $4.79 a gallon. I can't ever remember paying $4.79 a gallon for gasoline. I think it's going to go even higher. I don't know why. don't understand it. It's too complicated. I don't think it has to be that high, but there it is. Can't do much about it. Joe Biden is still president. I'm worried about Joe. He's a little old, but he's doing okay. And I want to give a shout out to our governor here in Kentucky, Andy Bashir. I like Andy. I think he's a good governor. Andy's bringing some jobs into this state. Good jobs, and we'd be silly not to reelect them. And I still can't find bread at the grocery store. I had a hard time finding an album that I wanted to feature on the show. Um only because of the band that I wanted to feature, uh, the band being the Allman Brothers Band. I, there's not an album that they put out that uh, I don't like, and uh, I think I have them all. Uh, I like the early stuff when uh, Dwayne was with them. I like the stuff after Dwayne passed away, after he had his motorcycle accident and died. Uh, I like the, uh, you know, the stuff that uh, Greg Allman put out. I like the stuff that Dickie Betts put out. I mean, this this is, it's Southern Rock, and that's my wheelhouse. I love it. It's It's got the uh, it's got the blues. It's got uh, some jazz in there, a lot of instrumental. And, uh, you know, you got Greg Allman's bluesy voice, just silky smooth throughout the songs. And uh, and then Dickie and, and Dwayne playing uh, slide, you know, Dwayne on slide and Dickie on lead guitar. It's just good stuff. And then they had a two-drummer setup, which makes it even better. So two albums, I picked two albums, and one song off of each album. And the first album is Idlewild South. Now, Idlewild South uh, is named for a place where they did a lot of rehearsals. And Idlewild South came out in 1970, September. And this was after Dwayne had... Uh, completed his recording sessions with Eric Clapton. You know, Dwayne's on Layla. You know, some folks don't know that, but he's he plays on Layla. And so they recorded this album, and they released uh, a song called Revival. And Revival is actually the song on the beginning of my show. And I love this song. It, it starts out, you're thinking this is going to be an instrumental. And then they get into the vocals. It was a big hit with the uh, with the hippies and the in the peace nicks and the 
you know, the love and all that, because that's what the song talks about. You know? So the whole song is about love and a revival. And uh, I just thought it was perfect as an intro to this uh, show. So like I said, the, sh- the album was released in 1970, and uh, they released Revival. It was the first song to uh, peak uh, or to uh, chart for the Allman Brothers, and it peaked at 92. And it was written by Dickie Betts. Um, I like that acoustic intro. It's, it's, it's great. And then you, then you get into Dickie playing uh, his electric guitar, you know, lead on electric guitar. And then you got Greg Allman, like I said, with that voice of his coming in. And, but one of the things, there's two things about the song that really uh, stand out to me. And one is right in the middle, they, they take turns highlighting everything. Um, they, you know, they, they each take about, uh, three to four seconds, uh, highlighting the instruments that they play. And I think it's really cool. And if you listen closely to this song about, uh, two thirds through the song, you'll notice that the stone, the song actually starts the, the, the music, the flow of the music actually will move across your speakers. It's pretty cool. The Beatles did this on a couple of their songs. Uh, nobody does it now. Uh, and it's it's obviously a way that they recorded back in the 60s and 70s. But if you listen carefully, the the and you're listening in stereo, obviously, uh, and it's really great in your car, uh, you'll hear the music. It'll move from left across the middle to the right, and then you'll hear it move again back across the middle to the left. And I, I think it's just really cool how they did, did that. Um, then the second song that uh or second album that i was going to highlight or going to highlight on the show is eat a peach Uh, this album to me is probably uh my favorite album of the allman brothers and there is a song on it and this one's also written by um dickie betts it's blue sky and it's actually written about his girlfriend at the time her her name was blue sky I think she was Native American, and uh, and her name was Blue Sky. And uh, Eat a Peach was recorded uh, just, some of it was recorded just before Dwayne had his motorcycle uh, accident and he died, and then they finished it up after his death. But he is on Blue Sky. And the reason I like Blue Sky, other than it's just a great song all the way through, but again, this is one of those songs that if you, you have to listen carefully and towards the end, you'll actually hear where Dickie Betts and Dwayne Allman swap lead and rhythm. And it's, it's really cool because, you know, uh, Dwayne played slide guitar and Dickie picked the guitar, you know, and I don't know if that's the technical term, but, you know, Dwayne actually had, uh, usually they had a piece of glass on his index finger or or metal, and and you slide, the guitar player would slide uh, up and down the neck of the uh, guitar, and so he played slide guitar, and he was known for playing slide guitar, and, uh, but on this song, they actually swap and so it, it's just amazing how they do that. And then towards the end, they're actually both playing lead. And, and that just blows me away when I hear it because it's really hard. I mean, for two people to play the same notes on a guitar 
at the same time, it is amazing thing to pull off and they, they do it. They, they do it really well. I think it speaks really, uh, to their relationship, Dickie and uh, Dwayne. Uh, they probably just spent hours upon hours upon hours just playing guitar together and knew each other's moves and knew where each other needed to be and what they needed to be playing within a song. And it just comes out in all, all the Allman Brothers music. So John 21st chapter, this is my favorite scene or favorite, uh, yeah, I guess scene would be a good word in all the Bible or favorite story maybe in all the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament. I mean, this, this, and people who know me, I've, I've told this to before, but I, I really, really like it. Um, and I'm going to try to put it into today's imagery or today's times, okay? If that makes sense. Just stay with me on this. Um, so the story is uh, some guys fishing. And they're on Center Hill Lake. Now, Center Hill Lake is a lake in Tennessee. It's a big lake, uh, known for fishing, known for recreation. But my dad, when I was a... A kid, you know, a teenager, uh, he would take me fishing up on Center Hill Lake all the time. We'd go to Center Hill Lake, and and uh, we would do a lot of night fishing. And so these guys are on Center Hill Lake in a boat. You know, they're out on in a boat fishing on the lake, fishing at night, probably, you know, off the shoreline of Raglan Bottoms. And uh, there's Peter. There's John, there's James, there's Thomas, Nathaniel, and two others. And we don't know their names. I'm thinking maybe Phillip's in there, but who knows. And this is a big boat. I mean, we got seven people in this boat. <laughs> I mean, this is no ordinary uh, Skeeter bass boat, okay? It, this is probably a, a fishing pontoon boat. Because we got seven guys in here fishing and, and they got to have some room. You know, so they, they, they're like my dad and I, they got this pontoon boat set up and they got the lanterns all the way around the boat. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Coleman lanterns and, and you, what you do is you fire up those Coleman lanterns. That's how my dad and I used to do it. If you were really fancy, you had uh, electric lights on your boat and you would turn those on. But dad, he, he kept it simple. He had those, uh, he, he rigged up something and he had those, uh, Coleman lanterns around that boat and, We'd light them up about uh, dark, and they'd start generating those minnows. That light would bring the minnows, and then you'd just drop your line down, and you'd catch stripers. We fished for what was called stripers. So that's what these guys are doing. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Ed Bland? Ed Bland, he used to fish with my dad all the time up there on Center Hill Lake. Boy, they'd go up there, and they'd stay a week or two every night fishing all night for stripers, and it was great. They'd bring that fish home, and, man, we'd had the best fish fry ever. Anyway, got a little sidetrack there. So these guys, they're, they're out fishing. The disciples, they're out fishing. And it's frustrating. They're not catching anything. Sun down to sun up, they haven't caught a single fish. So the sun's coming up, you know, and I can, you know, they're all saying, hey, hey let's, let's turn in, let's go, because we're not going to catch anything. It's going to get hot out here. Let's go. And they look over to the shore. 
And there's some guy over there yelling, hey, did you catch any fish? <laughs> and that happened to my dad and I uh, more than once. <laughs> so they probably start mumbling. Oh, oh, yeah. And they, sh- they holler back, no, we didn't catch any fish. And then of all things, this person on the shore says, well, try fishing on the right side of the boat. So I, I can just imagine more mumbling and more grumbling. And then finally they said, okay, okay, we're, you know, we'll, we'll try fishing on the right side of the boat, like you said, even though we didn't catch any fish all night long. So they dropped their lines, or they dropped their nets in this case, over on the right side of the fish, and bam! Pulling one fish after another out of Center Hill Lake. Or is a net full. You know, they're just, I mean, they're just so many fish, they don't even know what to do. Then John looks over on the shore, and he notices. This is Jesus over there. And he says, this, it's our Lord. It's Jesus. It's our Lord. And Peter, who is, he's so excited, he jumps off the pontoon boat and starts heading to shore. I mean, they're about, you know, 100 yards out. And he just starts making his way towards shore. And all of a sudden, the rest of them are following pulling that boat and dragging along to catch a fish. They get to shore, and and what do they find? Jesus has a fire, and he's cooking fish. And you know he's got hush puppies. Yep, I said he's got hush puppies. You can't have a fish fry without hush puppies. You know, he's he's got this fryer going for his fish, and he's got another... Uh, stove. He's got that Coleman camp stove going to cook the hush puppies. I, I'm telling you, this is a Philip fact. You need to go check it. It's it's biblical. And you know he's got a pot of coffee going on that Coleman stove. Ain't that right, Ed Bland? You know he does. So, you know, the seven guys, they, they get to shore, and he's telling them, bring some of that fish. Bring some of that fish. I mean, we're about to have a smack daddy eat till you can't move fish fry. And you know it's there. You know it has to be ketchup because you can't have a fish fry with hush puppy. <laughs> oh man, I cannot talk today. You cannot have a fish fry with hush puppies unless you have ketchup. It's a Philip fact. So they're probably sitting around eating, getting their fill, talking, talking about things that have happened over the past three years, talking about things that have happened over the past several months. And then it just gets serious. It gets really serious. Because Jesus will ask Peter three times if he loves him. Three times. Now that's significant that he asked him three times. Why did he ask him three times? Well, because Peter denied him three times. And, you know, by the third time, Peter's like, man, dude, I I told you I love you. You know this. And Jesus knows he loves him. But I think he was trying to drive home a point here. So every day we have an opportunity to have fellowship with Jesus. And it doesn't matter if we've turned our back on him three times, like Peter did, or if we turned our back on him 3,000 times, like I have. We have an opportunity to have fellowship with Jesus every day. He wants us back. This story is um, its a great story all seven of these guys in this boat turned their back on Jesus. They, they left him when he needed them most. So I think the story is to illustrate that no matter how many times we turn our backs to Jesus, he wants us to come back. 
And he he know he wants us to know that when we do come back, we're coming back to loving arms. I mean, here he is on the shore cooking breakfast for these guys. And these are the guys who walked away from him at his darkest moment. Peace. Peace be with you. Love. Do you love me? Jesus is asking. And ketchup. Everything goes with ketchup. Shalom. Shalom.